You are listening to the Point Center Podcast with your host, James Parker. Welcome, this is James Parker, and you are listening to the Point Center Podcast, where we will cover a gamut of information regarding athletics from youth to college sports, college recruiting, player development, mental aspects of performance, leadership, coaching, and more. Thanks for listening. Your time is greatly appreciated. We hope to provide you with useful knowledge, interesting, different perspectives, and perhaps some entertainment. Make sure to subscribe to our channel, give us a five-star rating, write a review, and share us with others. Follow us on Twitter at PointCenterPC and Instagram at PointCenter under slash podcast. A really good piece of advice that I was given was um, go to a school where, God forbid, basketball was taken away. You had an injury, something happened, you know where you could no longer play basketball in, high, in, in college. Go to a school where you love the school, you love the area, you love your teammates, all of that. And I think that was a big part of me staying. So today we have Melani Hansen. She's a six foot one small forward, 2020 graduate of University of Washington Huskies. She uh, played her high school basketball at La Jolla Country Day in San Diego. Um, she was teammates with Kelsey Plum, both at high school and college. She was the number 69 nationally ranked player in the country coming out of high school, and she was first team All-State in California. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So speaking of Kelsey Plum, um, it's an obvious one, obviously, right? But, uh, um, you know, you know, you did have a chance to, to play with her, and, and, and you, you, so you got a chance to witness firsthand what her work ethic was like and having watched her play and prepare all these years what stands out most about about her um I think you know I have a great relationship with Kels um you know I've done workouts with her you know I have a good relationship with her off the court as well um and you know it was no surprise to me watching her you know break that um NCAA all-time scoring record um I mean watching her in high school growing up um, she was inspiring just seeing her in the gym all the time and then transitioning to college when, you know, the, the level of play is a lot more competitive, a lot faster, a lot stronger. And just seeing what she did off the court, um, even when no one was looking, it's, it's, it's pretty inspiring. And, um, you know, it, it comes to no surprise, like, why she is as good of a player as she is and why uh, she's accomplished what she's, she's accomplished. So, um, you know, I have the utmost respect for her. And... Um, and it, it was amazing watching it firsthand. So your freshman year was 2016, 2017, right? And that was the year following their trip to the Final Four. And obviously, um, they had become quite an anomaly. And um, what was that like playing in Seattle, Washington with the fans and just, the, just the, the excitement that was around the sport at the time? What was that like coming in your freshman year and just being like this, you know, power program and you know the attention of the world the attention of the United States collegiate basketball what was that like 
it was it was fun i would say um you know we had a couple sellout games you know that atmosphere is indescribable like just the amount of people that were there how loud it was you know how in into the, the crowd how into they were in the game um and you know it's it's a different type of atmosphere and i am so honored to be a, to have been a part of that team you know i didn't go to the final four but we did make it to the sweet 16 that year so um I was excited, you know, I worked, I tried to work as hard as I could to try and get out on the court and I did get some minutes sometimes. Um, so I think it was an amazing experience and um, I'm very honored to have been on that team and with the players that it was, that, that we had, you know, it was, it was a great experience. So, so coming into this, I mean, obviously your career didn't have didn't go without complications. You know, there's always expectations that we have coming in. I mean, you were the number 69 ranked player coming out of high school. Um, you were highly recruited. You decide to go to University of Washington. How do you, how did you manage your expectations? Um, what were pitfalls did you maybe have? And what would your advice be to other people on how to manage their expectations? Because it is a different level and there are some di different things that you can't control. There are circumstances that might affect certain things from, you know, uh, what your time is like there, uh, how many minutes you're playing, what, what kind of, what, how you're complimenting the team. There's a lot of things that kind of are not always what, you might have thought they might have been. How, what would, what did, how, how did you manage your expectations? What would your advice be to younger people as they prepare to go to college to manage their expectations? Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, you know, it, for, every, for any player, you know, if you're coming out of high school and you're expected to do pretty good things when you're going to college, it can be um, hard on you when you don't get the minutes that you expect, you don't um, get, you know, you don't it's just not what you expect. Um, and I think for me, I just stayed ready. You know, I, I got in the gym all the time and I thought, you know, maybe I'm just not doing enough. So uh, looking at people like Kelsey and, you know, other players on my team, that you had to do what it takes to get on the court. And sometimes um, that just takes a little bit more effort. So, you know, I was getting in more shots. I was making sure I was as like in the best condition that I possibly could be and you know, I was one of the very few that actually got in sometimes. So um, I think advice for players, you know, going into into college, I think it's it's important to understand that um, when you get to college, everybody's good. Especially in the Pac-12 conference, you're playing against um, some of the best players coming up high school, and they're, now they're all on one team in one conference. Especially Pac-12, Pac-12 being the best conference in the country. So you have to realize like you're not the only one that's good you're not the only one that can do that type of move that can make that shot that can defend that person so um putting in that work and in coming to reality that um you know my my time will come and my number i have to be ready when my number is called so my advice is just staying ready staying focused staying motivated um you know it's it, it can be really hard sometimes and for me you know, I relied mostly on my teammates. I relied on 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 my confidence and in my work ethic um, that kept me ready for you know the next year. So, um, it just preparation is the biggest thing. Well, here's an example of something that not everybody's ready for. So you go to a team that made the final four the year before you got there. Mm -hmm. Your freshman year, y'all make it to the Sweet Sixteen. You won 29 games your, year, your freshman year, and then you go your junior year, 
the coaching staff that recruited you has left. Sophomore and year. Sophomore some, year. And you had a lot of, a lot of uh, fallout with graduates mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. So now you go to one year winning 29 games to the next year winning seven games. Mm-hmm. And not every young high school player is prepared to deal with that type of adversity. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be? What did you do? How did you, I mean, obviously it wasn't, I mean, I'm not saying that it was perfect for you, mm-hmm. but you definitely had to find a way to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how would you advise other people to be ready for stuff like that? Cause it happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, what would you say? You, you know, that's another thing about managing expectations. You know, when you get there, it's not always what you think it's going to be. And a lot of kids are used to, you know, kids are coming from programs to play at that type of program because they probably won a state title and they probably won 20 plus games. Mm-hmm. Now they're in college and maybe their program that they're with or for a year or two are struggling to, to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be? Um, you know, for, for me and some of my other teammates, it, it was very difficult for us. You know, it's, it's very discouraging sometimes when, I mean, you know, Amber and I were the returning play- Amber, me, Hannah, you know, we were the returning players from that Sweet 16 team. And so it's it's hard when you're when you feel like you're on top of the world, you know, and you feel like everything's going good and then boom, you're hit with coaching change, a new like new coaching staff comes in, new program, new expectations, new standards. So it's it, it happens all the time. And um, you know, it, it's it comes back to the preparation thing. I mean, you just have to be ready. Um, and I think for me that adversity, um, I mean let me back up. So when you're one of those returning, few returning players, you know, you, when you have new freshmen coming in, you have new players coming in, those are going to be the ones that um, you're, they're going to look to you to be a leader. And a new coaching staff, you know, they're coming into a new team, new program, new players, they're looking for their leader. So for me, I felt like I had to take on that leadership role. And, you know, that, for me, that meant being all in with what the new coaching staff wanted. Um, whether that's whatever their program was, whatever standards that they have, I had to set, set an example and some of my other teammates, we had, an accept to, we had to set an example as leaders to show that you know this is how it is, this is what it's gonna be, this is the rules that we have now, this is the type of program that we have. So um, making sure that your team is on board and being that leader that your team needs and that your coach is looking for. Um, I thought was was very important for me and for my team. Um, it can be discouraging going from you know, like you said, twenty nine wins to seven wins. It can be discouraging, but I mean, you're still in the best conference in the country. You still get to play against the best players every night. So um, I think just like I said, staying motivated, staying staying focused on on what you're trying to accomplish and try to get better every year um, is probably the biggest thing. Well. With those struggles taken into consideration with the high rate that we have with transfers um, these days, what it could have been very easy for you when the coaching staff that recruited you was gone to decide, you know what, I, this is not where I came n- anymore. Um, so it would have been really easy for you to look to go elsewhere. What went through your head what kind of decisions did you have to make and what what helped you make the decision or why did you decide to stay? 
So I think um, when I was in high school going through the recruiting process, a really good piece of advice that I was given was um, go to a school where, God forbid, basketball was taken away. You had an injury, something happened, you know, where you could no longer play basketball in, high, in, in college. Go to a school where you love the school, you love the area, you love your teammates, all of that. And I think that was a big part of me staying. Because, you know, I mean, and whenever there's a coaching change, every player has the thought of transferring. They always want to explore their options and see how that goes. But for me, it was my teammates. Um, they're a big reason why I stayed. Some of them are my best, some of my best friends. Like, we'll travel the world together, they'll be on my wedding. Um, those are the, that's the reason why I stayed. Um, plus, I mean, I'm at one of the top public school, public universities in the country. I'm, I'm going to get my degree from the University of Washington, which I did. So, um, I think for me, it wasn't all just about basketball. You know, I, at the, at the time I wasn't, um, having thoughts of wanting to play after college was over with. So I was thinking more long-term, which was what I'm going to get my degree in, what I'm going to start my career with, um, the type of girls that I'm going to be around for these next couple of years. Um, that really played an, an important part um, in me staying and also just, you know, just having a clean slate. You know, you're like you said, like we said before, you're coming off of a team that made it to the Sweet 16 in the Final Four the year before. Um, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world and then everything there's a big change. So I think for me, it was like, it was a big, it was like a clean slate. I could start all over. I could, I could try to earn, earn my stripes, um, get the respect that I wanted um, just with this new program. And, you know, I, 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 of course I ended up staying. So I um, no, it was a lot of things that came into consideration, but yeah, I'm happy with my decision. Would you say that that's also good advice as far as how young people perceive college and how they learn how to overcome some of the adversities that they might on the court. Um, you, you, you keyed on some things that I thought was really key that I talked to a lot of young people about and basketball is not everything. Mm -hmm. And there's more to life than, mm -hmm. than basketball. Absolutely. And when you focus on those things like your academics, when you focus on relationships, mm -hmm. when you focus on the journey and embracing these things, is sometimes, in my opinion, when I'm having a kid that's maybe having some struggle with their performance, it takes some of the pressure off of yourself mm -hmm. and quit putting so much pressure on yourself mm -hmm. because you make everything about the game. Focus on other things like your relationships with your teammates, like your relationships with the people at school and the community and your academics. You put in the work do the work you need to do, but don't focus so hard solely on just those things. So do you, would that would be, would that be advice that you'd give people? Like, just don't always just focus on basketball, focus right. on other things outside of basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, basketball is a very small part of your life. You are, I think any player can say that they are a lot more than basketball. And I think, um, for me, you know, with my parents growing up, um, I tried to get the best grades. I tried to have the best education. I tried to always have a plan for the future. Um, and I think that's why, what, like what I ended up coming back to when it came down to if I wanted to transfer or not, you know, going to one of the best schools and getting, getting my degree and then going into my career, knowing that basketball at one point will end for me, whether that's, you know, 
after college or if I decide to go play overseas or play professionally or whatever, like at some point basketball will end. So um, absolutely, like take advantage of the time that you have while you're in college and try to make the most out of it. And, you know, for that for that time, it can be a little bit more about basketball, but you also have to think long term because basketball, like I said, is going to come to an end and it does for everybody. It's not it's not just, you know, only for one person or, you know, a few people, but it 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 does happen. And I think being prepared for that, um, especially when you're in college because you are getting a degree. I think that's very important. Well, you said something really important, and I totally agree with you, but I, unfortunately, I don't think it's always completely true. And you said that most basketball players can say that they are more than just basketball. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think there's a trend these days with young basketball players. They lose sight of that. They put too much value in right. who's recruiting them. Mm-hmm. They put too much value in how many likes they get on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They put too much value in how many retweets they get on their highlight video. They get they put too much value in what number they're ranked by a scouting service or by a media service. And I think they lose the value of themselves personally, and they put so much value in who they are as a player that they get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and I think it creates other problems with them, the, with their ability to actually play the game the way the game's meant to be played, and they get burnt out and all that other kind of stuff. So um, I don't know because you're kind of hitting on all that kind of stuff too. But if you if you don't mind, if you might be able to elaborate on how important that is, because you were a player in high school that was that was well known. You were a player that was ranked in the top 100. You were a player that was recruited highly and ended up being at a top 25 program. But how did you manage that? Because I see some kids nowadays that they, they, that's the only value they have. And if they're not getting that type of value, then it's almost kind of like they, they don't know who they are as people. And they don't have any other interests outside of basketball, which leads into other problems later on in life. Um, would you be able to elaborate on any of that by chance? Yeah, I um, I think a lot of it comes with a level, a level of maturity, like being able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, what else am I going to do besides basketball? You know, you, you're going to go to college, you're going to have to get a degree. So what do you want to do when, when basketball is over with? Um, what, what type of degree do you want to get just so you can be ready for once basketball is over with? And I think, like I said, that comes with a lot of maturity because it takes it takes the the adult in someone to really look at look at themselves in the mirror and be like you know what is my reality what am I going to do um what what is also outside of basketball so um you know that that level of maturity I think is very important in someone trying to find more of an identity outside of basketball um well, I think that's why you've managed yourself so well. I think that's why you've managed your career so well. That's why I think you're well-grounded as a young people. And obviously, you had really good parents that have been able to yeah. help kind of lead you down that direction. Mm-hmm. Because if if you didn't have that grounding, then you could only imagine how turmoil of a career you might have felt that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't let that affect you, who you are Individually, mm-hmm. you didn't let that affect you who you were as a person. Right now, you are going from p- playing college and you've signed a pro contract to play overseas. Mm-hmm. And so, now let's talk a little bit about basketball. And you tell me uh, the areas. Let's go into this first by talking about the areas as a player going from high school to college 
that you, now knowing what you know now, what areas of your game would you focus a little bit more on? Or what areas did you focus on that you thought helped you be successful at the next level? And now going from college to pro, what areas have you identified that, that you've said to yourself, these are the areas I got to get better at? I think the biggest thing and what I tell people like younger people that are going into college is make sure you are in shape because that will make everything so much easier for you and coming from the program that I came in like we full court pressed you know we had a really um like fast-paced type of defense and type of offense so you have to be in shape in order to to even get on the floor so um i think that is a big thing that i think a lot of people kind of lose sight of like yeah like you want to focus on your skills and and being able to you know get faster you know it's more explosive be able to uh, be more consistent with the ball um that type of thing but i think a big part is strength and conditioning because once you get to the college level a big difference is how fast people are how strong people are um I think that is something that really separates high school and college and even college to pro. That's the first thing my coach overseas told me was like, just come in shape. Like, that's pretty much it. You're going to play 35 minutes a game. Like, you need to be in shape. Um, I think another thing is, um, you know, making sure that you're going into your, your collegiate program mastering a skill, whether that's defense if you're a three-point shooter if you're a great finisher if you're a great playmaker mastering those skills so then once you get into your collegiate program that is something that you know you can offer to the to your coaching staff to your team um you know i think uh, a lot of people kind of lose sight of um you know the hype of, of going from high school to college meaning like um they just think, yeah, I'm going to college. Like I'm, like I just had to keep hooping. I got to do this. But I think being prepared in the best ways possible, starting with conditioning and and, and weight training, getting stronger, getting faster, getting more in shape, um, I think is is very important. Are you reading my notes over here? Because um, <laughs> I spoke with the young group downstairs over there about basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's three things that you can always control, and that's your energy, effort, and attitude. Absolutely. And, um, and then the other thing on top of that is that I think that a lot of young people don't understand how important conditioning is because, you know, that's one thing that never changes. Mm-hmm. It, it stays consistent from game to game is how, how good you are, how well in condition you are. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to be that way because you can't play to your potential Mm -hmm. no matter how good you are Mm -hmm. if you're not in shape right especially with the increase in speed going from high school to college like it's a lot faster game so you gotta it's also the pace of the game so Mm -hmm. we talked about this as well so the pace of the game and i try to explain to the young high school kids it's not just the physical speed Mm -hmm. the game moves faster decisions get made quicker absolutely runs go faster Mm -hmm. and if you're not prepared to make those adjustments and you're not ready at the collegiate level, coaches don't have time to hold your hand and teach mm-hmm. you and kind of like, it's, you've, you've got to be ready. That pace goes really quick. You, Absolutely. Teams can go on 10 or runs in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And there's no timeouts. There's no looking up at the stands at your parents going like, hey, what do I do now? Like, no, it's, you're out there. You're on the big stage, under the big lights, mm-hmm. and you're kind of, you kind of have to be able to manage. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to manage that type of thing. And, and that's where mental 
toughness mm-hmm. and maturity come into play and learning how to kind of figure things out. And, and I'm, cl- I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that is something else too that I don't, I don't think young people are ready for is the pace and the way decisions are made in college. Um, it, it happens, it happens very quick. And if you're not ready for it, it you'll get left behind. Exactly. Quickly. Yeah. Um, um, I really appreciate your time. It's been awesome. Absolutely. I mean, obviously I think you are, um, you're a great person. I think you're a great individual to, to, for young people to, to look up to us. And, and if, if people don't know who you are, hopefully I, I hope they do their research. I hope, I hope that at some point, you know, you stay involved because I think that a lot of young people could learn a lot from you. Um, because it's more than basketball. And I think that you have a, you could, you could share with people on what it's like to be grounded and, and what it's like to, to really kind of use sports, use athletics, use the game of basketball to help you achieve certain goals in life. But the ultimate goal is not always the basketball right. might be other things. Right. Um, is there any final things that you might want to say to any listeners? Um, hopefully we get a lot of young people or even parents that are listening and they're trying to navigate this whole thing with their kids as far as being recruited, as far as helping them prepare. They want to play in college and there's, you know, parents, some parents that might not have an idea on how to help their kids Mm -hmm. achieve that goal. Is there any final words you might want to share with us? Um, I think, um, I think it's important for a high school player that is getting recruited. I think it's important for them to understand that they are in control, right? These college coaches, they want you to come and play for their team. They're going to, you know, recruit you. They're going to tell you about their school. They're going to tell you about their program. I think it's important that to know that you are in control, right? You, you are ultimately the one that's going to make the final decision of where you're going to spend the next four years. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of people lose sight of that. Um, I think sometimes, you know, people go where their parents want them to go. You know, mom and dad aren't going to be there. They're not the ones going through these conditioning tests. They're not the ones, you know, traveling all over the country, playing these games, you know, going through what you have to go through. That is you. That is that is you who, who is doing that. And I think... Um, Knowing that you are in control of this, basically you're you're in control of your own destiny. You know, you don't. If you feel like you don't want to go to that school, have a grown adult conversation with that coach. Thanks, coach. You know, it's not just it's not going to work out. I'm going to um, explore my opportunities elsewhere. Um, I think it's important just that for for parents and for both parents and the players, like this is where you will spend the next four years. I mean hypothetically if you don't transfer anything but um knowing that you are the one that's going to do you're you're the one that's going to have to go through everything and making the best decision for you possible taking in all factors for consideration um i think that is is very important and um you know i i hope that there's a lot of players out there that can listen to that and really take that to heart because I know there's um, there's there are players that go to a program just because their parents want them to go or you know they want to be closer to home or you know I mean that, that does play a factor but ultimately you got to go somewhere where you feel like you can someone the coaching staff has your best interests at heart where you can be the most successful on the court you can be the most successful in the classroom um, I think uh, ultimately just making that decision for you yourself. Um, can can really make a difference in in your experience in college. 
This has been awesome, May. I really appreciate Absolutely. everything. Thanks again. Of course. All right.